ready to do it to it here at the mix on daily fantasy picks and bets here on the mayo media net presented by jock market love that daily fantasy app we're throwing our way around the jock market getting ready for the first full slate of the nfl season welcome aboard make sure you download that bad boy use the promo code mmn they're gonna match the first hundred bucks for free if it's free it's for me and get ready because we are absolutely gonna make some percentage points on that i took that free 20 dollar promo oh so long ago and we're up i don't know what it is but it is fifteen thousand percent it's up over 2800 or 2900 and there is is no jackpot so that means what you have to be short what we're all about here at the mayo media network please rate review and subscribe to the audio only pod the best way to say thanks is a five-star review but i'll ask for that maybe if i end up really earning it and then ask for one of those cartoon fingers on youtube because those matter way more than they should man enough of that we need more of this it's the fastest show in nfl absolutely anywhere man thank you all so much for the feedback the interaction getting me put Pushed up from baseball now we're doing the pigskin get ready oh my goodness we are gonna have so much fun we're gonna learn i brought a ton of goodies for you of course just like the showdown show but we're going to expand it which is kind of why we make a lot more money on these big slates really where really where i like to focus my risk because we got the run the sims projection courtesy of pat mayo and if you want to thank him he loves to be tagged on social media he's at the pme you can always get me at j-o-h-n-l-a-g-h-e-z-z-a john legaza flow sharper than a razor you can always search me at mlb or nfl moving averages on the bird app as well let's get right up into it we're going to do blue chips right so that's the top projected values on the slate just talk about it spend as little bit of time on that as possible you all are sharp enough to know who the best players are then we're going to get into where it really matters and where i think pat allowing me to sink my teeth into these projections is really going to resonate and be able to help all of you out there in DraftKings, dfs platforms and jock market alike maybe even prop bets as well we'll get to that at the third segment and we are three for three on the season ended up locking in all of those before kickoff we went way over on two of the three and hey matt stafford got us two for the one and a half that we needed and that's what it's all about i love betting football props a lot of times i think you could find misprices i just don't really do it the way other people do yeah what else is new me and you the cork stats crew man i absolutely love this show love bringing it and let's bring the heat let's start it up with those blue chips like i mentioned got some snazzy graphics over there for the audio only listeners you know i have everybody out here i'm going to run you through it with the point totals but if you want to jump over to the red button like my kids call it and right swipe screenshot that bad boy it really could help you visualize it and then you know just have your notes there in front of you again i'm just going to run down the blue chip stocks these players are the top projected at their position like we'd expect so the difference is going to come down to salary and ownership i'm going to bring it all to you of course and the bag of chips let's do it it's patty mahomes at the top lamar jackson jalen hurts justin herbert kyler murray and joe burrow the reason we're kind of lumping them together and i think even the progenitors of the projection systems would agree all these quarterbacks are projected between 20 and a half points and 24 really really close you're talking about a matter of yards a drop touchdown or not a couple completions here or there and i don't think we really want to be hooked up on decimal points i think the way you win in dfs 
DraftKings jock market again the like keep your head in the swivel making sure that price is at the four because with similar projection outputs the input we can control is the cost spent and in a little bit we're going to do a cost per point analysis which I think is really impactful I'm surprised we haven't seen more of so those quarterbacks are all similarly priced Burrow the cheapest at 64 Mahomes the most expensive at 77 again really not a tremendous disparity there I think the difference here is in projection where Hertz is up over 12% as much as I like Jalen Hurts that does kind of make it a little bit less viable than I'd like where Lamar Jackson at 6% Burrow at 6% so if you're looking to check the box for price as well as projection as well as leverage I think Burrow is probably going to get the nod against Pittsburgh we know they like to giddy up we know they like to throw the ball and he's got Tons of weapons for quarterbacks. Let's dive into the running backs. It's Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Mixon, Kamara, Eckler, and Henry. Again, a lot of what you'd expect. All of these running backs projected for at least 19 points or projected for at least 11% ownership, except Alvin Kamara, 7%. So even at 7,600, slapped right in the middle of Taylor at 91, Henry, 86. Gotta like the way Kamara checks the boxes across it. Again, just really trying to give everyone an idea of how to read these boards when you're trying to mishmash all of these. Very hard to predict who's going to have the number one point score by total, especially, again, when they end up a big clump in the middle of the bell curve. So we're looking at Burrow, right? We're looking at Kamara. Just a way to stand out from the crowd as far as the chalk goes. Then Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Amon Ross St. Brown, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase all projecting for at least 16 points, no more than 18. And I think that's where we have to be able to kind of buck the system, especially in PPR when it comes to wide receivers. Remember, projection systems are kind of giving us the average. We know if one of these players were to pop off, it's going to go way above 18 points. So I'm usually looking for, again, that leverage and the price. I'm on Ross St. Brown with the lowest leverage, 7% tied with Keenan Allen. Though I don't really see Allen as the type of guy to tear the top off of a game. Give me Brown at 6,100, the cheapest and the lowest owned. Into the tight ends, it's Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Waller, Pitts, and Fryermuth. Just like you'd expect, Ertz was actually up there as well as Kittle, but they haven't practiced, so I don't think they're going to play. Hawkinson only owned at 3%. And 4,900, checking a lot of boxes. But I'm not really sure if there's enough to go around, especially if you do like Amon Ra St. Brown. Remember, Hawkinson kind of got hurt when Amon Ra really took off. So I don't know if they can both live at the same time. Maybe could be, but how much do we really like Goff? The winner here for me is Kyle Pitts. Even though he's at 5,700, I think the projection is way off at 11. I feel like that's a floor for Kyle Pitts. He is a true like elite wide receiver one. I've covered this ad nauseum. So even though his cost per point would be the highest of all these players above 530 I think for $5,700, you're getting a true pop at a wide receiver one. So there's just a little bit about the blue chips, who run the Sims really like, who are going to be the top projected, and more or less the top owned on the main slate for DKN for jock market. I wouldn't say that I don't chase these type of players in jock market. I would say because they can return a maximum of $25 a share that I do like to draw up a parameter, a ceiling that I have kind of a buy stop where I'm out. And it's generally around, I don't know, let's say $8 or so. If $25 is the max, I don't want to put myself in a position where I don't have better than 3 to 1 odds to finish as the top player in a field of over 100. The best way to make money in jock market is to find the next chunk of players, the players that are going really cheap and can double up or triple up without having to be the top 
player. There's a really good lesson for you how I've done really well in jock market. Boom. I think that might have just been enough to ask for the like button. Stick your cartoon fingers inside me. The big dude with the big mouth from the big apple. Big Johnny Stud coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York. As always, I love the foosball, man. Let's get up into the penny stocks. Now, again, these are not necessarily the cheapest. Remember, you could go for the cheapest, but we need we need to win. And even in a small field, which is where I have really done my best in conventional DFS, again, these things are a lollipop. The payoffs are really up top. I've been more than anything into winner-take-all. Again, everyone on their own, I'm not right and you're wrong. They're just different. The way I like to do it is make my money in jock market, trying to make percentages on each piece of the portfolio, where again, in DFS, if you miss on three or four players, you're probably out altogether. Whereas you could miss on a ton of players. You could miss on the majority of your players in jock market and still turn a profit depending on the leverage, right? If you happen to have a very low priced player and they finished near the top. Now, I happen to have that happened a few times last year. If you don't believe me, I really have the receipts. Again, I have the, my receipt. I've never made a single transaction. So I have a blank transaction sheet aside from the $20 free promo. And I can show you the 2900 or whatever we're up to. And it's finding two or $3 players that finish at 15 They They crack a 700% return. You can't do that anywhere in prop markets. And then I like to play winner-take-all DFS. Again, I don't care to come in sixth place and win $11.04. Not really what I'm looking for but all these things can coexist and hopefully we're going to help you do all of it at once so the idea with the penny stocks here is these are just the best deals we ran the highest scores at the lowest price and you'll see that this is for the audio only listeners why i really recommend that you get over to the red button youtube and check this out because this you can't find anywhere else and it's really what uh, what i like to hang my hat on in this industry is i'm doing something new and i'm trying to add value to the market not just a new it's a new physically like a new idea but i'm also presenting it in a way that hopefully everyone can understand it so you'll see on the board you have obviously the player his team and position again i'm doing these graphics on my own hat tip to me i think it looks really good they're projected points the salary then you'll see cost per point and that's a simple formula right it's just something that people are not often talking about if we have a quality projection system top of the world like we do and run the sams i'm not going to do my own work with the way that they with the work that they do we know that pricing in DraftKings is stagnant so we can use that towards jock market for an expectation because there certainly is a correlation between these things people it's the same type people playing they all are looking at the same numbers and we can certainly use these things so when you have a price and a projection you can end up with a cost per point what are you paying for these points that we're projecting and to expand a bit further then you're actually looking for the player with the highest projection of course to look to get the most points at the cheapest cost so we have two quarterbacks four running backs four wide receivers and a tight end this is where people you want to be backfilling your DraftKings DFS conventional and centering your jock market plays right so these players are going to be at the top of the jock market portfolio because they have high expectations with low costs now there isn't a one-to-one direct correlation between the different sites, but there really is carryover. And if I can give one more tip to the beginners in jock market, man, I'm telling you, you got to download the app right now. Start fooling around with it. You know, I never mislead people. I was at, even suggesting that people trade on paper without live cash. 
during the showdown just to get a hang of it. But if you didn't do that, the best way to do it is download the app and put these players on your favorite list. When the market opens and you could start placing bids, put the maximum bid that you're willing to get. And you get it or you don't. And then when you're ready to, you can get more advanced, come back and add where there's space because sometimes we overbid. And remember, it is a limit order, meaning if you bid four and it closes at three, you get that dollar back. Now, if you had four shares planned and you overbid four shares by a dollar a piece, you should have bought another share. So that's another kind of sharp play for jock market to make sure that you're maximizing your cash, right? The amount of cash that you allotted toward the player, that you actually use it. Man, that's probably worth another like. Get up, press the like button. Thank you all so much, man. We got so many views and so many likes. I really do appreciate you all. And I see all the comments. It really means a lot. Thanks so much to everybody. Great review and subscribe. Roll with us. We are going to be doing our thing. Thing. I can't wait, man. Already off to such a good start. Man, when you work this hard, it feels so much less like luck. All right, let's get into these quote-unquote penny stocks. Now that you have an idea how to look at it, and then again, I have the ownership percentage on the right side. When you're looking at players on the same team on the value board, that really rings to me. We have that air with Daniel Jones at quarterback. Kadarius Tony, wide receiver. Daniel Bellinger at tight end. I hadn't really thought about that. Oh, Run the Sims thinks he's going to get some run if he's the starting tight end and does get those 7.7 points that they think he could at 2500 bucks, Man, that's really good at 2% ownership. That will open the door for you to win. You don't need the top player at every position to win in DFS if you only spend $2,500 where you get those points. Also, a little back of the napkin math for DFS players out there. If you triple or quadruple the salary by thousands meaning 2.5 you multiply by three seven and a half if you multiply by four you get 10 and if you land somewhere in there that's on pace for 200 points so it's a good way to kind of do it to get on pace for 200 obviously 200 is not always enough to take down the whole thing but if you play a single entry or a three banger you you're going to take home some cash if you're putting up 200 points on a regular basis you can basically write that one down so you got Jones projecting 19 points at only five grand, $264 a point is might maybe the cheapest viable player on the entire board. And if he comes down with 3% ownership percentage, we know he's got legs. That might be the winning pick tomorrow. Jalen Hurts is also on there. He's projecting for 23, but at 2,800, sub $300 per point. So remember, it's not always about, you got to do this math. It's very hard to do in your head. You see 6,800 and we saw how close all the quarterbacks can be spread, but Cheap does stand out, and every bip matters when you're doing this stuff kind of at a high level. So into the running backs, it's mixing, which is kind of cool to see. Right again, 7100 so not top-tier price, but he does have that top expectation. The projection over 20 with the salary at 7100 cost per point at 344 The only thing, the ownership at 14 With his lack of pass-catching ability, I'd probably say nay. Cordero Patterson, Antonio Gibson, and Kamara round out the other value backs. Now, Kamara, again, ringing on both of the boards. That's the kind of thing that, if you follow the baseball show, when we do these advanced leaderboards and stuff, when guys are hitting on multiple boards, those are indicators you want to start sniffing around that. So, I'm digging anybody that's on these boards twice. So, we know Kamara has the top-end projection because he's one of the blue chips, but he's also now on the penny stock because... 20-point projection, $7,600 is $380 per point right on the nose with the single-digit projection. So remember, let these stats sing to you, right? The way I talk about my baseball work when it comes to all these stats, right? There can be so many. You got to use them if they matter, right? You can't ignore them because they're icky. 
but let them speak to you. Let them tell the story. Begin to use indicators, weigh the plates on the scale, and see where that stuff takes you. That's how I make my decisions to put myself in a strong probabilistic scenario, which again, when you can't tell the future like I am enabled to, that's the best way to kind of make money in these things. So hopefully, again, that, um, you know, we learn something maybe even earn a like sorry i had a hiccup there for a second i thought maybe my whole thing was muted oh my goodness that would have been a second boo-boo let's stop for a second and laugh at the big dude again i'm a tremendous jet fan all my football stuff is jets and it does not show up on a green screen i began recording not noticing that my entire jersey was see-through and it looked like a pretty big fat cheshire cat all right <laughs> enough of that there's your running backs all right enough fooling around right we got money to make here everyone it's mixing Patterson, Gibson, and Kamara. Remember Gibson back in the role with Brian Robinson. Prayers up to my dude, but he's not going to be playing. Gibson looks like he could be the lead back. But with McKissick there, I do think we'd be catching those passes. To me, that's all important in PPR. I'd probably be passing on Gibson as well. If I were looking for the pure runner, I know Alec Pierce is down there. I'd be looking at guys more like that. And Cordell Patterson really just might be the number Two and a half option. He's probably behind London, but we're not exactly sure how he looks with the knee. Right, we were waiting for some news. I think he practiced. It was limited. After that, Cordero Patterson is the pass catcher there. And I'm just looking, and I put a Viking helmet. Oh, my goodness. Shame on me. See, I was bragging about those. Good thing I asked for a like before. Sorry, I cannot get to fixing this. I'll bring you the best content ever, short of a missed logo or two. How about some wide receivers now? We're going to make up for it. Missed logos by making you some money. It's a Monroe St. Brown again, 17.7 points at only 6,100. Anytime you get that course per point below 350, 360, right? Begin to look at these numbers against the field and understand where cheap is. And if you do the numbers on your own, and you're seeing cost per point come up over 400, especially with double-digit ownership, you probably want to get away. So Amara St. Brown checking the box with the single-digit ownership. As much as I like Michael Pittman up against Houston, 5,500 is super cheap. 17% ownership may kind of kill that, man. I really don't like to chase the chalk, especially when we haven't seen them before. I do think they're going to be very good. I have a ton of Pittman and a ton of Matty Ice in best ball leagues and stuff, but those were more late picks. Again, Pittman is an early pick, but the correlation in the stack, I was looking more for maturation throughout the season. Don't know if I'm looking for that with as chalk. I think that's the best way I could put it. Jacoby Myers with 12-point projection. He should be the top target in New England. No one seems to like him. Miami defense is good. New England will be throwing somewhat 4% ownership at 4,300. That's the kind of guy that I can get behind. He checks the boxes as a really great flex play, I think, which then opens the door at that cheap price to go spend elsewhere. And we mentioned before, Tony and Bellinger, if you want to pair them with Jones, there's like a cheap, big upside stack, right? If it hits and it's Jones to Tony and Bellinger, and Jones runs. We know he can finish near the top of the QB1 board. You have a pretty good stack and all the cash to spend. Jones at 5000 Tony 4100 and Bellinger at 2500 So that's just a taste of the kind of work we're going to be doing in the jock market streets and in the DFS world. I hope everyone really enjoyed that and sees how, again, how we kind of put the pieces together. I don't want to just read your names because I have to do my own filtration. So I want to show you kind of how we come to these names and then beyond that how we're gonna play it i myself am not a mass entry player i probably should have cleared this up so i do play dfs though i've gotten away from it for jock market for the reasons i explained i do love playing dfs it's an awesome game and i play it all the time i have scaled back my entries because it's really hard to win when i 
narrowed my field, I began to win more and actually take home a few, which is always really exciting. Meaning single entry or three max with 500 people or less. I've actually found success in playing and making money opposed to like chasing a million, which again is just really unrealistic. The best analysts in the world have never hit this. Some of the smartest people in the world would never even get close. It just, it just happens. We don't get enough chances at it. That's what I'm getting at. This is all about small samples. So the best thing we could do is try to put ourselves in a strong, really strong, scenario so we kind of hustled up through the first two segments hope everyone is digging it make sure you download the jock market app and of course subscribe to the channel and all that good stuff but keep an eye on these players right jones and hurts at the quarterback mixon patterson gibson camara at running back Amonra, Pittman, Jacoby Myers, Kadarius Toney, wide receiver daniel bellinger at tight end although to me pitts at 5700 is also a value and i'd probably rather take him everywhere although if i'm in that like five dollar milli i think the, the giant stack really works in something like that because of the low ownership with the top side potential and again you gotta be different you're not gonna hit it with chalk in my opinion there's gonna be nearly a million entries in a nine piece puzzle you're gonna have to get a little wonky but they're also gonna have to be correlated I forget, Matthew Freeman, FF Oracle, who I worked at an FTN, super sharp dude, now at Fantasy Pros, has a really great quote about it. I'm, I'm forgetting it exactly, but it's really, really good about, you know, wanting to get crazy, but not at the expense of effing it up or something like that. So, all right, let's get up into the last section. I have got some props for us. I love shopping the props. Speaking of which, make sure when you do it, you're getting the best price possible. Every five and ten cents really does matter. Well, not when you're three for three like we were in last night's game. Let me get out these notes. Okay, first up, if you'll notice again, I love quarterback rushing props. Quarterbacks are running more than ever. There are more running back running quarterbacks than ever. And to just get mathematical, as simple as I can, they handle the ball the most. So have the most opportunities to run. And running is not exclusive to any one situation. It's really a pop on every single down, independent of the last down. But regardless if it just happened twice in a row, it's just as likely again if there's a breakdown. And again, we're generally backing quarterbacks that are going to run. Unlike yesterday when we backed Stafford, only looking for two yards though. We got the two yards that we needed. Whew. We're generally backing running quarterbacks. So let's get on Justin Fields against San Francisco. Over 34 and a half rushing yards. That's at minus 120. This number has gone over six of the last seven. They have terrible line play. Play breakdowns, one of the things that lead to those rushes. He also has something to prove and showed us wheels. So we have the trend. We have the situation. We have all the talent. And I also believe they'll be down. So when they get it, he's going to be, he's just going to be running for his life, right? Isn't that the whole idea of the Bears having a bottom three offensive line? Fields should be running for his life. He could get this 35 on a single play. We know they're going to have designed runs for him as well. I think this one goes over easily. Next up is another rush pop. It's Chase Edmonds for the Dolphins going up against the Patriots over 37 and a half Rushing yards for a number one running back. That's at minus 115. Love that. So he's the clear top back in front of Ray Mostert, who's really a pass-catching back. Tua does not run basically at all. I think he's topped out. Had one game at 38, another game at 25. He had several games without a single yard. Edmonds has 44 
projected rushing yards according to Run the Sims. So we're nice over eight out of thirty-seven over, which is a nice percentage. And that's on only nine projected attempts. Who else is running the ball with Miami? I'm not sure who else is running the ball with Miami. So for this, this is I think is a broken prop based on usage. Also, New England run D, not great last year. They allowed 38 rushing yards in every game but three. I mean, what do you expect? I didn't even, I didn't even know that was a thing, you know, starting running backs. Well, we get it. Remember, the Dolphins brought in Edmonds specifically to run that zone run package that they have. So I think he's going to get all types of that work. And even if it's nine, I think we easily get it. If it gets one good one, we're going over it. Again, New England rushed the last year. Not great, positive DVOA, four and a half adjusted line yards, 27 attempts for 127 yards on the ground. Running backs had four and a half yards per attempt against New England. So I, I, I don't know. The bar is so extremely low, and I think the opportunities are high. So that's a great pairing. I like the price at 115. Give me Chase Edmonds over 37 and a half. Then give me Batman, my boy Rashad Bateman, going up against my J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 over 47 and a half receiving yards. So we're looking for 48. That one's at minus 115. He went over in 5 of 11 games last year. But this one is based on two other reasons. The Jets D, not very good. Last I checked, they allowed almost 260 passing yards per game. 7.5 yards per attempt and 11 yards per completion. Not very good. And more than anything, 145 vacated Hollywood Brown targets. And if you're following my work at The Athletic, we're using that usage triple slash now. 26% target, 31% air, and an over 11.2 average depth of target. That's been vacated for a player that was already going over. This prop, the Jets' defense, again, is just terrible. Lamar looks great. Lamar looks healthy. And behind Mark Andrews, Bateman is clearly the number two option in the pass game. We're going over 48 yards probably before the half. Last but not least, it's Alec Pierce for the Colts. I did mention the Colts' pass game before, but I love the low bars. It's at 37 and a half receiving yards. Stop me when you heard this one at Houston for minus 115. See the running themes. I really like the prices. I like the opportunities. Let's get into why Pierce was the clear number two passing option in the Colts game this entire preseason. And I again, I just think this is a misprice because the market a little slow in this preseason stuff. 94% route participation, 97% of that out wide and he had 12 yards per reception in the preseason so he is the number two wide out he's going to be the wide receiver on the Colts with Matty Ice now remember new QB new kind of setup I think Campbell is going to be in the slot but I think Pierce is going to play all of the two wide sets with the attention that Pittman is getting and then the lack of anybody else to catch balls on that team i can't believe considering the houston pasty where it was they allowed over 240 pass yards a game seven and a half yards per attempt more than 11 and a half yards per completion give me pierce go over 37 and a half receiving yards again in the first half i mean i feel really confident about these prop plays especially in the first week i think there are a few sources to edge here where we're always looking for opportunity plus the low bar I'm generally not chasing up yes digs we had at 68 and a half he's a top receiver in a first round fantasy pick why was he at 68 yards against a defense that allows passing underneath two number ones I mean that one was pretty simple we nailed that one in the Allen rushing yard whenever Allen is in a high intensity game 
go over the rush yards until they establish that passing game. Though Moss looks like he's on his way before James Cook. So that will do it. It's the fastest show in NFL absolutely anywhere. Make sure you download the Jock Market app. Use the promo code MM. And we are going to be in the DFS streets. We'll be in the jock market streets. you got to download that app. Go put the names on the favorite list. Because once that action starts moving, it is easily the most, like, 10 or 15 minutes of the weekend. I, I ask you not. Call my bluff on that, boy, boy. It moves so fast and it's so much fun. And why jock market is greater than signed DFS platforms because it rewards sharp play and there's inherent leverage. And I think that's the one point I should have gotten to before. The players that we mentioned that we like that are cheap, in DK, FanDuel, all these other sites, everybody's on them. So they become like the free square, then you have to figure out how you're going to play against this crazy leverage or a crazy usage, I should say. Who wants that? In jock market, when a player becomes popular, the player becomes expensive, and we can say, no, uh uh for every bit of demand, that player must match it with production, and that's not the case in DK. So in jock market, when we have a player we like that's cheap, any time they produce, the door is open to profit. I mean, that's, how it, that's why jock market's so awesome. Like, if you have Alec Pierce, and he just... It's below three fifty or four dollars every time he catches a pass. You're gonna make money. It's just you see him fly up the board because he, the bar is set so low for him. And then if he becomes the guy that ends up going for ninety five and two touchdowns, like any second wide receiver can, if Pittman ends up gets getting you know some bracket coverage or getting bumped or maybe the victim of some pass interference, right where he just doesn't get the stat line. There's a million things that can happen. We all know how crazy variant. NFL is on a game-to-game basis. So the second guy in the passing game would be the next person to benefit. Oh my God, John using crazy math. One plus one is two, man. How smart am I? But that's the whole thing. Sometimes a game doesn't have to be that hard. Keep the expectations low. Keep the usage high. And hopefully we're going to keep that win percentage up. Remember, three for three so far. We're going to another fourth today. Locked him in immediately. Let's go over them real quick, those bets, right? Because I do stammer a lot and I don't have the graphic it's Justin Fields over 34 and a half rushing Chase Edmonds over 37 and a half rushing Bateman over 47 and a half receiving Alec Pierce over 37 and a half receiving so again we don't need anybody to get more than 50 yards which feels pretty good when I have my money on the line man thanks everybody so much rate review and subscribe to the channel five star reviews are the best way to thank me and stick your cartoon finger inside of me on youtube get up in the comments if you have any questions at all about jock market or dk fantasy or otherwise you could hit me up on twitter at john legazer just the way you see it spelled down there john l-a-g-h-e-z-z-a or you could type in nfl mlb moving averages on the burn app and that will lead you to all of my fountain of work boom Thanks for picking up what we're putting down. We'll catch you on the flip side, everyone. And remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, man. Peace.